Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Much as I love that welterweight division, 
these two have to fight now, being Errol Spence and Terrence Bud Crawford. I don't see no other fight that, you know, succeeds what could could potentially happen. Like, they could keep dodging each other as much as possible. I don't want to see it because I don't want to see these guys streak in with their undefeated run. Um, They both are great boxers. I I don't want to see it happen, but it's going to have to happen. But they just have to wait on Errol Spence's health due to his retina being detached. So that's serious, uh, especially in boxing, you know, where a lot of the contact is happening in the head area. You don't want something to happen in the midst of that fight, especially when it's a fair punch. You see what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, don't hit him in the face because that's a knockout blow. So, uh, nevertheless, I don't want to take too much away from this fight. Eric, I want to know your thoughts or views on the fight that took place in that last night between Porter and Crawford. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was very entertaining. These guys definitely put on a good show, but Crawford proved to be too much in the tent, and I think it was the right choice, you know, TKO for sure. Um, yeah, Crawford has a lot of power, man, and he's he's one of the great boxers right now in the sport. Um, and, yeah, we definitely got to see Errol Spence and him go at it, you know, when the time's right. So, But Spence needs to get healthy for sure because that's a, that's a pretty serious thing and a pretty serious uh, surgery for detached retina. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to sit and see, uh, you know, how his, uh, you know, progression after he gets that surgery and when he'll be back at 100%. But, yeah, this fight needs to happen. I agree with you. For sure, and, uh, I, I, and I think now that he does have a detached retina, I don't want him to just run into that fight and fight in Crawford. Um, I think he's going to have to get a warm-up tune-up fight because now Crawford's the active boxer comparison to Spence's last fight. Um, we do have Mike in the building. Mike, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? Hi, right, man. I'm always good. always enjoy uh, jumping in, hanging out with you and uh, Eric. Thanks for having me. And I'm doing all right. Right on. Good morning. Good morning, Eric. Go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You were going to say what you were going to say. Yeah, you just mentioned this this fight. I I saw exactly kind of what I expected last night. Bud's two months for showing. I I, I expected that. Uh, I guess if it's Showtime, Sean Porter, you know, we call we call Bud the showstopper last night. I, I expected that to sort of happen. You know, I'm thankful for all the advancements we've made in medicine because uh, the ability to come back from a detached retina for, you know, like what Spence has gone is it's a lot more possible now than maybe it would have been, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you know, back in the days of Hagler, Hearns, and when the middleweights were, were, were so fantastic and that class was so deep back in the day. So, uh, you know, and, and I agree with you on needing sort of a tune-up fight there. This is a fight that I've that we've all kind of had, you know, boxing fans have kind of had earmarked for a little while that we really would love to see those two guys hook it up. But Bud did what I expected last night. I mean, he definitely passed that test, and hopefully we will get to see him and Spence in the future. Yeah, now I want to see how this remains as, you know, the boxing world is actually starting to get more intriguing as we approach the month of December to um, – especially with this fight going down, too. We also just seen the Tyson Fury and the Deontay Wilder. I think that was more of the electric fight for the heavyweight division. But this being the top of the welterweight where, you know, Porter is a, a contender. Uh, you have a Crawford being a guy that's holding a belt. But the one thing about Crawford that bothers me a lot is that he's not getting a lot of draw, if you will, or the 
the network that he's fighting through is through ESPN Plus all of the time, and they'll get pay-per-view, but he's not seeing the type of number that he would see from a Showtime pay-per-view event, you know, or things of that nature. So it's like I I hope the promotion gets better for him because he deserves it for the run that he's on. I I don't know why it's like a question mark on how they can promote this guy. I guess he just doesn't have the, the, uh, the features that they would like for a boxer of his ability to have. Okay, so nevertheless, I, think, I don't want to <clears throat> – oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think some of that has to do, too, and I'm not sure, but him wanting to fight at home a lot, you know, he's fought a lot in Omaha because he's from that part of the country. I wonder if that has any effect on it or not. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, you're right. It sort of bothers me, too, because the guy is super talented. I don't think he's fought in that Nebraska area in some time. I, I don't think that fight was there last night. Um, yeah, they were at Mandalay Bay last night. Yeah, they they, they weren't they weren't in Nebraska for some time, but he's fought there like in his career. Nebraska wouldn't be a draw for him to keep bringing people to Omaha like that, especially for him to be at the top of the division. People are gonna fly to the middle of the country where nothing but just that fight and that's that. Um, but I don't want to stick around that too long. I I think Crawford and Smith they are gonna have to end up meeting. As much as I don't want to see them fight because they're Two fighters I love. I like the way that both of them do their thing. Uh, Crawford ends up figuring you out and countering, and um, there's basically a lot of headshots from there. And uh, Spence is a, a body puncher. Like, he will tear you up low, and once you start protecting your ribs and stomach, he starts tearing your head up, and, and this could get dangerous. That's why he stops a lot of people. It don't end up going the distance because uh, the ref is like, these guys are taking too much damage dealing with these two. So it's an interesting fight on how this can go. I, I do want to see this one go down, but, you know, you have sayings of Errol Spence going into the Mayweather Boxing Club and stopping Floyd, stopping Adrian Broner. So it's like, let, let's see how far Spence could get. If he could keep running this. And Crawford, we're seeing him on a nine-fight knockout run. This is crazy. So they, as much as I don't want to see them lose their zero, somebody's zero has to go. Okay. So I'm going to get away from this because uh, we got a lot to get into, um, especially with the way that things went down in college football. And let me tell you something, people. Uh, if if you were not anywhere in, like, a basement or hiding somewhere, it was bombs over Baghdad yesterday. No one was safe. There were interesting blowouts, and I have some things to say about some teams. I can't wait to get into these spills that I have for these games that went down yesterday, um, in which I, I can't complain, though. Um, it, it's interesting with the way the committee is going to have to approach this moving forward because uh, a lot of these teams at the top, they are deserving of this spot, and some are g- given the credit. But, I mean, this is this is the way the committee set this up, and people are really wondering if they should go from six to eight or 12 teams. We'll see how that all pans out, but I'm I'm like – interested how they make this uh, work out, to say the least bit. Okay, so the first game that went down, and this, and I'm looking at, uh, I, I want to do top 25. I'm not going to do the whole FBS. They're giving me the uh, the scores for all of the FBS. I'm not doing all that. That's a lot. Because there's, there's a game or two that's outside of the top 25 that I was looking at, and I wanted to uh, discuss it, but I'll save it, like, for, like, filler. I'll save it for filler. So, uh, the first game we have is on Thursday night. Pittsburgh Panthers end up beating North Carolina. No, uh, excuse me. I have this wrong. I'm sorry. They gave me the wrong scoreboard. 
That's last week, and I know I'm like, wait a minute, they played. So, excuse me. So moving right along. Pardon me for the uh, the mishap because I'm actually looking at a top 25 list, and it came up that way. So Friday night we had San Diego State playing UNLV, winning that game 28 to 20 in Las Vegas to round out Friday. And Memphis had an interesting game up against Houston, which was 13. Well, 31-13, Houston ends up winning this game where a lot of people felt like Memphis could actually make this a game because Houston was uh, 9-1 at the time. Houston actually takes care of business in this matchup. To set it off for Saturday, are you guys ready? Georgia wins their matchup up against Charleston Southern. (laughs) I don't know how they get this type of game scheduled at the end of the season. They usually play these type of games at the beginning, but nevertheless, this is a part of the schedule. They win this game 56-7 in which they could have ended up shutting them out. I think they probably put more of the uh, backups in to actually corral the situation. Alabama, in an interesting game, I don't want to say scare because uh, Bryce had a very good day. Um, Alabama was their matchup 42-35 to in which, listen to these numbers, people. Bryce Young had 559 yards passing and five touchdowns thrown. 559 yards passing in a game is the most in Alabama quarterbacking history. So I do have to give him credit. He's actually been playing well. In his past two games, he's thrown no interceptions and 10 touchdowns. He is warming up. Utah, upset of the day, 38-7. to Now, this is why I was saying people needed to hide. Um, I'm going to be real strong right here at Sports City as best as I can, right? So Utah wins this game, and they always have this game. Utah, to me, is similar to how I look at Penn State. They'll have a game at home where they play a big team and will win the game, and it's like everybody thought the big team would go in there and steal it, and for some odd reason they come out on top and win impressive form. Um, I'm going to say this. Oregon, I will never believe in you. I, I repeat. I'm going to say this now. I will never believe in that university. They get quality after quality awesome player or awesome players, I'll say it with an S, and somehow, someway, they'll lose a game within the season and just end up stubbing their toe before playoffs. Or if they get into the playoffs, they're just not strong enough to play the, the big teams. Uh, for the losses that they suffered, they went uh, to, I think, Stanford is the first loss that they had. And for them losing in Utah, too, and Utah's ranked the 23rd in the nation, but the way that they lost, 38-7, to in which Oregon didn't score a point all first half. All first half, they were shut out. So um, I, I'm not buying this Oregon mess committee. You overrank them a lot, I, I think, because they have fancy jerseys. They have speed all across the field. I'm not buying this any longer. Oregon is a quality school. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're bad. But I will not believe when they put them in the top five, top three, because they're winning games in the Pac-12. I'm not buying this anymore. I'm not. They're losing games in the Pac-12, and there's always something interesting about them, too. They're long two games that they lost in the (laughs) Pac-12, let alone its conference play is not while they're playing strong team. They actually beat Ohio State in the shoe, but can't turn things around within the season. I'm, I'm very strong on the way that they lost. And then... The reason why I'm actually yelling at this because people around here know I'm a Hurricane fan and Crystal Ball has been one of the coaches that has actually been spoken up to come to Miami. I don't want him. I don't want him. After a loss like that, I, I don't want him. The next matchup we have is Ohio State winning their matchup up against Michigan State in a massacre, 56-7, to um, in which if Ohio State wanted to, I think they could have scored 100 points. I repeat, 
I feel if they wanted to, they could have broke a record. For the first six possessions of the game for Ohio State, they scored touchdowns. And then the crazy part about this is they had Michigan State shut out until the fourth quarter. They held Kenneth Walker the third to six carries. This is what it baffles me for Michigan State. It's like you have this guy that has a uh, Heisman season. This is, I don't even want them to remove him from this because it's not his fault that he's not being given the ball. I don't know what they did. I think they were just more or less playing catch-up, trying to throw the ball. I'm not buying this. I, I, they have to go back to the drawing board. Michigan State is now seventh ranked. They will fall probably out of the top ten on how bad this loss was in conference play, knowing that this is a rivalry. The next the next game I have on the schedule uh, is Cincinnati taking care of business up against SMU, 48-14. to 14. I feel like this game could have been worse. Um, they gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter to uh, the second-string second, second players that came in to basically close the game out. Michigan wins their game up against Maryland in another massacre, 59-18. to um, Maryland, I, um, I applaud you for at least showing up. Uh, they do have a five and six season. I wonder if they could win their next game to try and push for a bowl appearance, but I don't think so. I, I think this is something that they're uh, uphill in doing, but we'll see. They have a game left. Uh, Notre Dame wins their massacre, or this is a Texas Chainsaw massacre, 55 to nothing up against Georgia Tech. I, I don't know how Georgia Tech gets shut out this bad. Um, they've been losing on the road. They actually have a quality run game, but Notre Dame was ready for all of it. With that loss for Michigan State, I feel like, uh, well, Michigan State and Oregon, Notre Dame may fairly go up considerably uh, within the top 25 ranking. Uh, the next matchup we have is Oklahoma State up against Texas Tech. They shut Texas Tech out at home. 23 to nothing. I did not believe that this score would be this low in a game where Texas Tech always throws the ball. They throw the ball like crazy. Um, you have a situation where OSU shut that down uh, in which their quarterback didn't get over uh, 220 yards passing. Um, the next matchup I have is Clemson upsetting Wake Forest. I don't know if this is really an upset because Clemson is unranked. Uh, Wake Forest is top ten in the nation. But I knew Wake Forest would fall into one of these games where they would play a stronger team and get beaten, especially when they're on the road. But they've been winning a lot of games this season, so I don't want to take too much of the majestic situation that they have throughout this season. But um, Clemson wins on senior day uh, in South Carolina. The next matchup I have is barely winning their matchup up against Kansas State, 20-10. to 10. I also have Ole Miss, 12th ranked, beating Vanderbilt 30, 31-17. Oklahoma wins their matchup in an, an interesting matchup up against Iowa State, 28-21. Iowa State didn't make this a game. BYU wins their matchup up against Georgia Southern, 34-17. Wisconsin outlasts Nebraska, 35-28. Texas A&M massacres Prairie View A&M, but I don't think anybody finds that a surprise. 52-3 in Texas. Iowa wins their matchup up against Illinois, 33 to 23. Pittsburgh wins their matchup up against Virginia, uh, 48 to 38. North Carolina State wins their matchup up against Syracuse, 41 17. Uh, University of Texas San Antonio, 34 to 31, up against UAB. They are 11 and 0. Uh, committee, please give them some credit. Like move them up at least to like 17. Stop having them hovering in the low 20s. And they're doing what they can with this schedule. If they're a Division One ranked team, let them do what they got to do. They probably can't beat Alabama or whatever, but come on. Give them something to be proud about. 
Uh, Mississippi State rounds out the top 25 in a massacre, winning their game 55-10 to 10 up against Tennessee State, which is being coached by Eddie George. Um, fellas, how do you feel about the top 25, uh, how it rounded out some of the, the games or, you know, game situations and anything that I, had, you know, threw out there that you guys would like to discuss? I will go to you first, Eric. Your thoughts on what I may or may have touched on or something that you would like to add? Uh, yeah, you know, that Alabama game, the, the historic pro, uh, performance by Price. And the thing is, with that being said, uh, they still had a chance to lose that game. That was a good game. Arkansas had a chance to beat them. That's two weeks in a row that Alabama has won by a touchdown. Uh, so, But they should still be up there in the top. It's going to be interesting to see. We definitely need timeless, uh, at least the top eight, you know, have a chance to complete for the playoffs because there's a few teams that are going to be left out, I have a feeling, and, and that are deserving to compete for the national championship. Um, but nonetheless, um, uh, just the eggs that were dropped by Michigan State against their rival completely got dismantled. And then uh, the game last night, uh, Vegas knew something was up. They had uh, Utah as the favorites, like, hmm, number three mm-hmm. going into, uh, you know. So, And they completely got annihilated, completely shut down. I mean, that was a hostile atmosphere. The fans were pumped all game, and they couldn't get anything going. So, um, you know, Cincinnati got another big win. It's going to be interesting to see what the – Playoff committee does with them now with that Oregon loss. I don't know why they had Oregon uh, highly toted, but they always do. You were right there earlier talking about this, so it's ridiculous. I'm I'm never a believer in the Oregon Ducks anymore myself. But it'll be interesting Mike, to see you next week when we get into the championship games. So and, and see what happens. But uh, it's it's been a great year in college football. I wanted to add that very uh, very good game. Mike, your thoughts on uh, the top 25 games and things that I may have mentioned or something that you would like to add as well? So a couple things. A, um, Oregon got ranked this high strictly because of that win in, in CBUS at the beginning of the season, right, like early in the season. That's what put them up there, and as Ohio State has continued to impress uh, as the season has gone on, uh, listen, Ohio State's found another gear. Uh, Oregon wouldn't beat them in Columbus right now. Uh, but because Ohio State has excelled, uh, that's why Oregon has continued to get where they are. Uh, a couple of notes I jotted down, just listening to you go through this, is how two of the most talked about head coaches uh, that might go other places, I don't think it's uh, Tucker's going to go anywhere now. Michigan State's uh, supposedly about to give him a big bag, so we'll see what happens. But it's interesting that Cristobal and Mel Tucker – were two of the most talked about coaches leaving to go somewhere else, and they both got absolutely demolished yesterday. Uh, that was ugly, uh, both of those games, honestly. And you, you're right about Utah. I've seen Iowa do the same thing a couple times with the Big Ten, where going to play there at night, uh, you know, they got Ohio State one year, they got Penn State one you know what I mean? So there's always a couple of teams like that. Utah is uh, is one of them, but it was interesting to see how bad those two coaches got got it handed to them yesterday. Um, Cincinnati needed some style points because they've kind of been getting by uh, barely a couple of times over the last few weeks, and so they got them. I think that Notre Dame continuing to impress and win handily uh, does nothing but benefit Cincinnati, actually. 
Uh, you know, Clemson bounces back a little bit. Wake kind of got exposed. They lost to North Carolina. Uh, but then, you know, Clemson beat them pretty handily yesterday. Uh, so, you know, for, listen, they're having a a down year and a down year for Clemson may still end up being 9-3, and three, and depending on what happens with uh, Wake Forest against Boston College next week. Uh, Clemson could still go play for an ACC championship. We'll see. Uh, Dave Aranda and Baylor, what a nice job uh, Dave Aranda's done with just his second year there at Baylor. That's one of those quiet candidates that you could see. Uh, you could see Dave Aranda. His name is still kind of bantered about or talked about a little bit uh, for that LSU job because he was the former defensive coordinator there when they won the uh, national championship two years ago, and he spent several years in Baton Rouge. So uh, that's a guy you could hear uh, talked about more. I, I read an article from a writer that I like down in the Baton Rouge area this week that said, hire Aranda, thank me later. And I'm not sure that that's who's going to get that job, but, uh, you know, Dave Aranda has done a very, very nice job at Baylor this year. Good for him. And I think uh, the other thing that I would say uh, that I have here, two more things, Uh, Scott Frost and the Nebraska Courthouse just continue to disappoint. I mean, it was a close game yesterday, but still another loss. And so you wonder if if the pressure is getting turned up on Scott Frost a little bit there um, at Nebraska. The last thing I will say is you you say you don't know how this happened this late in the season. Uh, It happened to most SEC schools. They they call it Cupcake Saturday. It's that one tune-up game before your your rivalry game next weekend. LSU played a little close against Louisiana Monroe, much closer than – uh, what, you know, the purple and gold faithful would like to see. But, you know, I think they only had a couple of games in conference yesterday, that Alabama-Arkansas game and then uh, Auburn-South Carolina and then Ole Miss-Vanderbilt. I think those were the only three in-conference games. And uh, everybody else played cream puffs yesterday, uh, getting ready for, for a rivalry weekend. So the, the, it's the one – one game late in the season where where they've done that, and that's why there's been talk about whether or not they should go to nine games, uh, conference games versus eight. But uh, to your point, E, it has been a very entertaining college football season. I would have liked to have seen uh, my team have a better year, but it, it's always fun to see uh, to see these teams roll it out. Oh, Florida, Missouri yesterday too, uh, with Missouri finding a way to win that game. Good win for Eli Drinkowitz in the Missouri program. Uh, Will's kind of coming off for Dan Mullen at Florida. I think if he beats Florida State next week, um, he will still be safe. Uh, but if they don't beat Florida State, uh, I have a feeling that the Gainesville faithful uh, Gator Nation is going to become very, very restless when it comes to to Dan Mullen. And it's interesting how quickly that's kind of fallen off the tracks because Early in the season, they played Alabama really close, and so we thought, well, maybe they're uh, they're going to have a really good year and really contend for that uh, Eastern Division, and no, not so much this year. So um, Florida and LSU may be two of the biggest uh, disappointments in the in the SEC this year for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how next weekend continues to, to unfold and see if there's any other, you know, what happens with this coaching carousel moving forward. The last thing I'll say is I still think six first. I, I know that they probably will go to eight or 12. I think initially I wish they would go to six. And so then at least the two teams that finish top two, it still kind of keeps the regular season 
give some meaning to it because those top two could get a bye very similar to the way they used to do in the NFL playoffs with six teams in one conference. And then you could have three and six and four and five play with the winners then going on to play the two teams that got a bye. Uh, to me, and, and that's not as popular a scenario as it, as it is in, as some of the others, but I, to me, that's what I would like to see happen uh, initially for the playoff game. Okay, there's two other things that I want to address before we do get into the uh, the picks and predictions for Week 11 in the NFL. Um, one is both both of these situations are personal. Both these situations are personal to me. One is like my own backyard. I'll save the best for last. But this first one I'm going to get into is this why I wanted to talk about outside the top 25. Um, I'm going to talk about the powerhouse. I will give you that because historically you are that resides in the city of Austin, Texas. I don't even feel comfortable like saying your mascot or your the name or the state that you represent. Um, but you guys mean so much to college football, but you have not been strongly relevant in the past. Uh, I want to say six years, maybe, might be more. Might be more because this coaching carousel continues to spin. Um, in which I'm going to pick on the coach himself and Steve Sarkeesian. This man has been able to get job after job. I have to give him credit for the resume that he's been able to build across the board in football. Um, he's had issues, so on and so forth, being able to bounce back. God bless him. You know what I'm saying? Do what you need to do. But the way that you are coaching this Texas school where they had high hopes for you when you guys got out of the gate as clean as possible, including one of the worst losses that you could have suffered last week, to try to bounce these guys back and go into West Virginia and lose yesterday as well, they are 4-7. and seven. They needed that game. I think they probably were actually ruled out. No, they needed this game. Actually, I'm sorry. Excuse me. They could have went 6-6 six and six to be bowl eligible. Them losing this game, they are not bowl eligible. This team has athletes across the board. It's not like they're suffering at quarterback. They have a quarterback that can run and throw passes. They have a receiver that's electric. Their defense has actually been playing well this season and just all falling apart at the wrong time. Steve Sarkeesian, I've actually talked to people as of this morning that said that he will be gone at the end of the season. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like they'll probably give him another season. But the way that this went down for the way that you guys got out of the gate and playing well to being one of the worst teams again in the Big 12, it's like, wait, what's going on? Like, there are teams in the Big 12 that I know that Texas is better than. You guys are better than some of the teams in the Big 12, and it doesn't look like it for you to be 4-7 and seven right now. And one of those seven losses was at home against Kansas? Inexcusable. I, I, I kind of, like, fought back and forth today earlier where I was having a discussion and seeing if – Sarkeesian could stick around. I don't know. Uh, it depends on what the, the university says, if they want him to stick around or not. That, that's something that baffled me right now. But um, I, I, I'm not comfortable with him. From every legit job that he's gotten from USC to Alabama to being in Texas, he's been through powerhouse after powerhouse. And for some odd reason, he just don't want to stay around or he doesn't turn the, the program around. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm baffled on his coaching performance. And the closest thing to me is in my backyard, 
Well, not in my backyard because I'm in Connecticut, so you know it's not in my backyard. But I'm a Hurricane fan, and um, Miami has a problem right now. First off, <clears throat> um, the brighter side of things, they get rid of the athletic director. They just uh, removed him from duties in Miami. So this is going to get pretty interesting on who they bring in next. And I was just speaking earlier about the coaching carousel uh, in Miami that they're looking at to see who they could try to bring in. Lane Kiffin said he would leave Mississippi if offered the job in Miami. I'm like, I don't want Lane Kiffin because he'll end up leaving after two seasons. I don't want that. And then uh, the crystal ball situation, as you heard me mention, while they just got blown out by Utah, um, and they're saying that's so much money to try to attach him to it. He doesn't have that championship quality that I, I think could actually happen potentially, but I don't, I don't want to see that. I want to see them try to bring somebody in from the Miami alum that has aspirations to try to turn this thing around. Just don't get somebody to come in there to accept dollars and think that they're going to turn this school around because there's a whole bunch of athletes in the Miami region. Um, but nevertheless, <clears throat> that's not really the real problem. Um, one is I think Manny Diaz will be ousted at the end of the season. Hopefully they can get the, the coach to fill those shoes as best as possible. But the real problem is at the quarterback position. And it's not in a bad way. It's in a good way. But I don't want to see none of them go. The one quarterback that was supposed to be the starter this year wasn't supposed to be the guy in De'Eric King. De'Eric King had a successful season last year, ended up tearing his knee late in the season. They bring him back with the bad knee early, start scrambling him as best as possible. He tears his knee so he, did, he basically tweaked and he didn't tear, but he hurt something in his shoulder. He's out for the remainder of the season. So now they have a backup in Jake Garcia, the freshman out of Georgia, five-star quarterback, and Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback out of my backyard, Connecticut. Um, Garcia gets hurt in the game up against Central Connecticut. No, let's go figure. Tyler comes in, does the best as possible to close that game out. Miami wins that game by blowout. Um, and now Tyler has to learn going up against the ACC and, you know, tougher competition, takes a couple of lumps, and he gets stronger in his next couple of games. Uh, he did end up losing a game up against Florida State. Florida State scores a late touchdown, late to score. Um, Miami had a shot to, you know, try and, you know, at least tie it up by field goal to score a touchdown. Uh, he took a couple of steps before spiking it by rule. They said, uh, it wasn't enough time for him to do that. The game was over, but clearly when he spiked the ball, it was at least a second or two on the clock. Then he comes out and has an electric day uh, yesterday up against Virginia Tech in the rain. In the rain, this guy was throwing darts and touchdowns. This is the problem. I don't want to see any of them go. I don't want to lose a five-star quarterback out of Georgia that everybody was talking about across the country. And then Tyler going off, and this offense is clicking so ridiculous with him right now. And it's like, where was this at? With De'Eric, if these guys were the better quarterbacks than De'Eric King, we could have had a better season if you guys would evaluate talent better. So it's like the Rhett Lashley situation and Manny Diaz, they both have to go. Like, they have to look at that. They are running plays at the one-yard line or at the goal line in shotgun and get stuffed because they don't have a fullback. We don't even run I-form like that. This I, Miami always ran I-form. I just, I just don't get what's going on in Miami, but – like I said, the bad situation is, uh, depending on how the season closes out, because now the Hurricanes went in their game yesterday, they're now bowl eligible. Miami has not won a bowl game in years. So it's like, do they actually put together enough wins to not only make the season look better, but go into a bowl game and win one? 
is another thing to try to make this look a little bit decent for uh, Manny Diaz upon leaving. Okay, so we'll get away from that as best as possible. I know that it's personal for me for the Miami situation because I, I really want to see this Garcia guy play. I didn't get to see the Central Connecticut game because they wouldn't even televise it here because of how bad Central Connecticut is in football. And um, I didn't get to see him play, but he got hurt in that game. And now Tyler is the stud playing ball and um, making every throw as legit as possible. Okay, so we'll get into the Week 11 picks uh, predictions for the game, so on and so forth. Um, call the number is 929-477-2759. Uh, the first game I have is the Indianapolis Colts on the road up against the Buffalo Bills. I want to see how you guys feel about this matchup. Buffalo's favored by seven. Mike, I'll come to you first. Who do you like in this game and why? Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons. Uh, now, I think, you know, Buffalo kind of uh, bounced back a little bit. I expect them to I expect them to win today, especially at home. I'm just, you know, Carson Wentz has kind of been, you know, up and down. I, you, you just never quite know what you're getting out of the Colts. I do like that, that defense, and I think they're pretty tough. But uh, I, I just think Buffalo's a better football team. They're playing at home. Uh, you know, they stubbed their toe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, a couple of losses in a row, but I think that I think Buffalo is uh, is right in the ship today, and and they handle the Colts. Eric, your thoughts on this game? Colts or Bills in Buffalo, favored by seven. Who do you like and why? I'm agreeing with Mike on this one for sure. Uh, I think Buffalo was heavily favored to come out of the AFC this year and contend for a Super Bowl. And I still believe that they just had a little, uh, you know, hiccups along the way, which happens to all teams. So I, I look for them to continue to dominate today. The Colts, you never know what you're going to get. Carson Wentz, you know, they, they look good on drives. They're right down to the goal line, and then he just throws a, an, an interception or a fumble, and you're like, what the heck was that? So Carson Wentz is highly inconsistent, and the Colts are going down today in Buffalo. Timeless. I'm sorry, and I was actually talking like crazy. Thought I was on air, yeah. running like crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Bills as well. I, I really think that the Bills have to stay consistent. Plus, uh, with the seven point spread as well, I really think that they covered this. Um, it's something about the Bills, especially the way that they lost their couple of games. They have to stay relevant atop the AFC. Uh, if they can't, I mean, they're gonna. They more or less are chasing the Titans. The Titans, I, I think, are the cream of the crop. As of this point, they are suffering some horrible injuries at this point of the season and still remaining a win game. So at least Buffalo could actually try to stand pat with them as they are 6-3 and three at this point in time uh, in the league play. The next matchup I have are the Ravens going up against the Chicago Bears, in which I have just been advised uh, while we were in show that the – Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is ruled out with the illness that he's been fighting for the past couple of days. Uh, Wednesday they said that he went from questionable to healthy. Thursday they said that he was questionable. 
Uh, and this goes all the way to this weekend and finding out this morning that he's out. And the reason why I'm taking this personal because this guy is my fantasy quarterback that I am actually killing <laughs> in these leagues right now. So it's like I'm having to find out um, a quarterback that I have to put in and plug in for him right now. So interesting enough, I got to go with a quarterback that I don't like, but hopefully he's successful for me. But um, I'll come to you first on this, Eric. Your thoughts on this game? Ravens or Bears in Soldier, who do you like and why? Well, Timeless, I was going to go with the Bears in this one, uh, regardless if Lamar Jackson was playing or not, just for the simple fact the Bills, are, I mean, uh, the Ravens are coming off of two horrible losses. So they're, they're underperforming. The whole year has been an underperformance for them. Uh, the Bears are emerging. Justin Fields is starting to get better and better each game. So I look for the Bears to win this game in Soldier Field. Okay, Mike, who do you like in this matchup, Ravens or Bears and Soldier? I'm going to agree with him, with Erica on this, but I was actually going to go the other way before he just came out about Lamar Jackson because I feel like Lamar Jackson is continuing to progress and grow as a player. You know, a couple bad losses for the Ravens, you know, these last couple of weeks, you know, that, that Dolphins loss is pretty inexplicable. And so is uh, they got hammered by Cincinnati, not just barely. Um, but before that game, they were talking about this team, you know, possibly pushing for that number one seed in the in the AFC. And so, uh, you know, a couple of weeks kind of, you know, definitely has, has sort of thrown that train off the track. But not having Lamar today, uh, you know, he's a lot of that offense. They still don't have a ton of weapons for him. And so I I just think that they don't have enough without their star to win in Soldier Field today. I'm actually going to stick with the Ravens. I think the Ravens win this game. I think that defense is strong enough. Um, Huntley's going to have to come in here and actually make some plays with his legs as much as, you know, uh, Lamar would. And here goes the other interesting factor. Lamar may be missing, but so is Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, the defensive star or superstar up front in a defensive line, is out for the season. He's gone. So uh, that pass rush, it won't be as electric as it usually is with with, uh, Khalil missing, but I I still feel like they'll try to get home as best as possible. But I, I, I think the Ravens will be just fine to win this game that four and a half that went from six and a half to four and a half is still questionable. I still would probably ponder the situation with the Ravens. I, I feel like their defense is decent enough to come up with some stops to make it tougher for Justin Fields. I'm going with the Ravens to stay in pat and win this game. That four and a half is questionable, but I still would go with the Ravens to win that. The Lions are visiting the Browns, and interesting enough from what I've seen last Sunday in Jared Goff, I am completely done. He is hurt. Uh, his oblique is the issue. Um, that's probably why he couldn't throw passes in the end of the game. Um, he's saying that he could go, but the, the Lions are saying that they don't want to risk it. So enters Tim Boyle, a guy that has not played since the preseason. Um, and the crazy part about this is they don't have any tape on him. So this is Interesting for the Browns that they don't know what they're going up against, but this has gone up heavily from a 10-point spread to 13. Uh, the Browns are favored. Um, 
I, I feel like this is total disarray right now. I, I think Dan Campbell might have lost the situation. If they could come out and win this game up against Cleveland, this would be impressive. But I'm going with Cleveland to win this game. This 13 is very high. Nick Chubb comes back as well. Um, and Baker's playing with an injury. If, if they can't get home and sack him, I feel like this could be a field day type of game for Cleveland. I'll come to you next on this one. Mike, your thoughts on the game. The Lions are Browns. Tim Boyle is now the starter for the Lions. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I probably was going to pick Cleveland regardless in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to pick your Lions anymore, only because when I do pick them, things that, that's usually when it doesn't turn out good. And so, like I said, uh, much love to you, and I want to see your team be successful, so I'm not going to jinx them by picking them. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting because this is kind of the, the disarray game, if you will, because Cleveland's kind of been – up and down. You think Cleveland's got it sort of figured out, and then, you know, they lay an egg. So, uh, but I, I think Cleveland is just, uh, I think they're the more talented team regardless. Um, good luck to Tim Boyle today, and I uh, hope it goes well. But I, I think Cleveland wins. I, 13's a little high, though. Like, if I would be, I'd be cautious on, you know, if I were betting, I don't know that I'd take that 13 points. Um, I would probably go the other way, but to be honest with you, I, I don't think I would bet it either way. I'd stay away from this game. Right. And the over-under the over is at 42-and-a-half. It's something – Vegas is going to catch somebody slipping somewhere, some way, somehow. It's raining out there, so it's an interesting game. Eric, your thoughts on this game? Who do you like, Lions or Browns? The Browns are favored by 13. Yeah, that's incredible to me right there because Baker Mayfield has – played horrible this whole year they just got dismantled last week and the lions uh had a good game against the steelers so i don't know where they got that spread uh, i i'm it's questionable that baker mayfield could even put up 13 points right now but uh cleveland has a great defense that's going to be the difference maker in this game i don't i don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair if jared goff was playing i would give the edge to the lions here um, they're due for a win, but uh, they can get after Baker Mayfield today and still make this interesting. We'll see what Tim Bowles brings out there for us today, but uh, I think the Browns are going to win in a low-scoring game. Very interesting. Um, we have Barry and Q. Barry, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? Dylan, it's so good to hear your voice, TP, to hear Big Mike. What's up? Big E, miss you, brother. How you been, brother? Villain, what's up? Much love, brother. Man, man, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'll get right to it, man. I agree with you. The line is a little high. I looked at that game this morning, and I'm like, to see the line at, at 13, I think it is, is, I was like, wow, I would I would almost take the points, but without golf, it's kind of questionable to TP's point. But um, I expect the Browns to win a close game today. I would actually probably bet on taking the points just because the, the Lions, even though they've had some bad games, they've had some good games. They've played some, you know, they played some inspired football, I would, I would say. So I wouldn't count them out against in, in keeping this game really close. Yeah, it's interesting that Eric says that, that uh, you know, Baker has been struggling. I feel like this could be a game that could break him out of the mold. It's always a game like this that he needs a team that has not been playing strong enough. Well, not just saying he just, you know, players in general, and try to get that train going again. So there's something to watch. 
that point spread is very difficult. I, it, Vegas is trying to catch you, either catching that under or watching Cleveland try to blow them out. It, it's interesting. I will be watching. Well, of course, I'm watching that closely. I'll be watching that after the show for sure. The next matchup I have are the Houston Texans going to Nashville up against the Titans. As bad as I want to say it, I do have to go around the room because I did that before and watched some crazy stuff happen. So I will start with you first on this one, Barry. Texans or Titans in Nashville, who do you like and why? What's the line on that game, TP? The spread is 10. Yeah, I'll take – I'll lay the 10. Um, you know, even though, you know, the, it's it's a game like you would think – it's an interdivision game, right, TP? And, and those usually can get a little close and a little too close for comfort. I just think right now, as it stands in week 11, the Titans are the best team in the AFC. Now, that probably won't stay that way for the whole the rest of the season. I think the Bills will figure it out. I think the Chiefs are getting better. Um, you know, the Ravens certainly, they, they'll, they're not going to go away. But right now, as it stands, the Titans are the best team in the AFC. And I don't see, I don't see a letdown game. I mean, it, it's really, it could be a trap to because um, they've been playing so well lately um, for the last like, six, seven games. Um, they're due for a loss, but I don't think against this team. I'm laying the six. I'm laying the ten. I'll, I'll take the Titans. I mean, the, yeah, the Titans. This game. Okay, Eric, your thoughts on this game? Texans or Titans? Who do you like and why? Uh, I like the Titans. Uh, you know, Mike Vrabel is is proven to be a good coach in this league, and the Titans are well coached. We all know. Uh, you know, he learned from Belichick, played with him for a while, and on his coaching staff. And the, tight, or the Texans have the 31st-ranked defense in all of football against the run. So I think Dante Foreman and Adrian Peterson will have a pretty nice day today, steady dose of them, and A.J. Brown's out there. So I think the, Texan, or the Titans are definitely going to roll over the Texans today. Mike, who do you like in this game, Texans or Titans, and why? I like the Titans as well. Um, if Tyrod Taylor's quarterbacking for the Texans, I think they might make it a little interesting, but I, I agree with Barry as well as I like the points. Um, I think that they're going to be able to run the ball effectively. I think Tannehill will do just enough. But uh, I'm telling you, it, it's not going to be this week, but sometime in the next couple of games, uh, sometime in the next three or four weeks, I think we're going to get one of those multiple interception games out of Ryan Tannehill. I don't think it's going to be today. This team, as you know, we've talked about before, they stubbed their toe against the Jets earlier this season. I don't think it's going to happen today. I think the Titans win. I agree. I'm going with the Titans as well. At least I gave everybody their fair assessment to not go with me saying, is there anybody in the room? I can't do that any longer because teams come up with upset, and I'm not doing that any longer. I don't want. I want everybody to legitly say what they need to say. I'm going with the Titans. And as much as I have to support Tannehill in this game, I have to. Um, I feel like he's the better quarterback comparison to what Tyrod Taylor has been actually up and down in his career. And this is a bad situation with him on the road. If the Texans go into Nashville and beat the Titans, I know Vegas is up to something or the Titans are fools go. Don't believe what you see. The next matchup is a very interesting one in the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers play up against division rival Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota at the U.S. Bank Stadium. 
the Packers are basically in a pick 'em situation. They're uh, favored by one, but that's a pick 'em. You got to win by a point. So to me, I feel like that's a pick 'em. I'll go first on this one. I'm not buying it. I'm still going with Green Bay to go into Minnesota and win this game. Probably by a field goal if, if it's going to be close to play this game with Vegas because I know that they're playing around. But I, I I don't think them going into Minnesota slows them down the way they've been playing football. I'll come to you next on this one, Mike. Your thoughts on this game, Green Bay up against Minnesota. In Minnesota, the Packers are favored by a point. Well, what you said, I think the Packers, I think they covered the – I mean, obviously you got to win by a point. So, I think they win. I think they cover a, either a field goal or a touchdown. I think it'll be a one-position game probably. But, I mean, what what it really comes down to to me when I look at it, uh, both teams are okay on defense. But what it really comes down to me is do you, you know, do you trust Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers? And regards to whether, regards to what you think of uh, some of his choices, I might, I, I have more trust in Aaron Rodgers than I do Kirk Cousins. So I'm gonna go with the Packers. It was an interesting situation since you say that about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the league. 18 touchdowns, two interceptions on the season. I did not know that until today. Uh, Eric, your thoughts on this game? Who do you like and why? I'm still going Green Bay here, even though, you know, they are missing one of their uh, top defensive anchors in Rashawn Gary. Uh, But this is a divisional game. These guys always play each other tough. And as long as Aaron Rodgers is out there, you've you got to go with him. You know what I mean? We all see what he can do and what he does. He has a lingering toe injury that they're saying that could affect him for the rest of the year. But nonetheless, he'll be out there being Aaron Rodgers, and they'll get the win today. Okay, Barry, who do you like in this matchup, Green Bay or Minnesota? <sighs> I like Green Bay, but I'm picking Minnesota because it's just one of those games where I just have a bad feeling. Um, I, I, you you kind of stole my point that I was going to make. We, we give Kirk Cousins a hard time because he's not, you know, a, a winner, but he's playing really good football. And um, I, I feel like the, the Packers are teetering a little bit. Like, they, they had a good win against Seattle, but I wasn't overly impressed. Um, you know, having Dylan as the lead back today with Jones out is kind of a blessing in disguise a little bit because he is like a you know a downhill runner that you know can control the clock. But I I'm I'm, I'm seeing a, a game manager in Aaron Rodgers. I'm not seeing like the really you know putting you know strapping the belt on kind of Aaron Rodgers. So I think I think Green I think Minnesota's going to put points in them. Green Bay is going to fight back, but I think Minnesota's going to pull it out. Very interesting. We will see. I will be watching this game closely because it's just interesting how this game is suited. The over-under is at 47.5. It makes it even more interesting. The next game I have is an interesting one as well, division battle. The Miami Dolphins visit the New York Jets in the Meadowlands, the guys that really run MetLife Stadium, gangrene. Um I'll go to you first on this one, Mike. Who do you like in this game, the Dolphins or Gang Green that runs MetLife Stadium? I'm going to take the Dolphins. Um, I haven't t- I haven't picked the Dolphins since they uh, since they let me down in week two, they <laughs> won in week one, and I thought they were going to pull the upset over the Bills, and so they got absolutely smashed in week two, and so. Uh, I, I don't think I've picked them since, 
<laughs> but I will today. I, I'm going to say that the uh, that the fish find a way to to win at MetLife today. Eric, who do you like in this matchup? Dolphins or Jets in New Jersey? Uh, I'm also going with the Dolphins with this one. Uh, the Jets are in disarray as usual. Um, Mike White came out there and, you know, came out and had that historic day and then completely has collapsed uh, ever since. So uh, they got some problems there in New York, as, as always, and I look for their problems to continue today against the Dolphins, who are coming off a big win against the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, uh, Barry, I'll come to you. Your thoughts, the Dolphins or the Jets? Who do you like in this game and why? Cheap shot by TP saying that they run that life. That's a cheap shot. Um, but yeah, I love you, brother. Um, Dolphins all day. The Jets are a joke. Um, you know, they uh, Joe Flacco's playing. Joe Flacco's playing. That's, I mean, <laughs> I'll say it again. Joe Flacco is playing. Okay, so <laughs> – that's a, that's all you need to know. I I, oh, like, man. I I I get Matt White struggled last week against the number one defense in the league, but you you're what do you have to lose by playing Matt White one more day, game if Zach Wilson isn't ready to play? So it it's it's a real it's a joke. I I don't know why Salah is letting Lafleur tell him what to do. You're the head coach. I mean, you know, let recommending that Matt White doesn't play for Flacco. Um, not knowing when to use timeouts on the field um, when you're the head coach and, and it's a fourth and one, you know, in your territory. I mean, like, it's, it's a disarray. Um, it's typical Jets, same old Jets, just end the season. It's a joke. Dolphins roll big. Haskins, Gaskins, I mean, has a big game. Um, he's going to run all over that defense. I, get, I think they give up almost five yards of carry. The Jets can't stop a nosebleed right now. It's sad. Uh, Flacco is playing. Dad, I love you. I'm sorry, but it's over. This is interesting. I like that he said that. Sports City, I'm going against the green. Flacco pulls it off, beats the Dolphins. I'm going with the Jets to win this game. Vegas is up to something. As bad as I want to go with the crew, the Dolphins are favored by three and a half. I feel like the Dolphins should be up higher than this, at least, at least higher than this. Higher. Like, like, they're not just giving this away easy. Like, like, Something is up. I think Las Vegas is here and now in the tri-state area. The Jets will stun these people. I, I, I don't even like that I'm saying this. I don't even feel comfortable saying this. I don't. The Jets will stun people today. Something is up. That three and a half is fishy as heck, and in, in the irony of me talking about fishy with the Dolphins. The next matchup I have is the New Orleans Saints going to Philadelphia up against the Eagles. In a very interesting matchup, the Eagles are favored by three up against the Saints team that is five and four on the season. I'll go first on this one. I think the Eagles win this game. I think the Eagles beat the Saints at home. Uh, it, it's been difficult for the Saints to play on grass, nevertheless, and they are playing their best ball on the season away. But uh, the last game that they had was an interesting one up against Tennessee. It was close. They lost by two points in which their kicker missed two extra points, which would end up being a differential, 23 to 21. But I, I think the Eagles is something is something weird about this. Um, I'll come to you next on this one. Barry, your thoughts on this? Saints or Eagles in Philly? Oh, 
I don't. I, I struggled with this game. I was looking at the line. I was. I was looking for a parlay for today. I had a nice parlay yesterday in college. I and I saw the Eagles favored at home. Um, you know, not really a, a believer in, in Jalen Hurts, or, or but you know the Eagles are playing well. They're getting uh, Miles Sanders back, I believe. TP. Um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I thought he was uh, off the IR today, so. Um, that that would be a nice lift. Um, the Saints just don't have a quarterback. I think their defense is going to get after it. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a, a, maybe more of a slugfest, a defensive game. Like I'm thinking maybe like, uh, you know, a 16-14 kind of game. Um, but I will I'll lay the I'll lay the two and a half. I'll take the Eagles um, at home just because it's a home game. Okay, uh, Eric, your thoughts on this game, Saints or Eagles in Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles here. They've been playing some good football the last three weeks. Uh, Jalen Hurts is progressing. This this should be a big game for him today uh, to get to that next level. I know he has the potential, hasn't lived up to it so far, but they are getting better. And uh, the Saints had a crushing blow to their season. They haven't been the same since Winston has been out. Uh, they're going to have problems today in Philadelphia. Okay, Mike, I saved you for last. You know why. Your boys go to Philadelphia. Who do you like in this game and why? I want to pick my Saints so bad, but I just can't uh, right now. They've just not been able to get any production from the quarterback position. we got Trevor Semi-Pro, uh, and then we got Jason Hill, who – uh, you know, they, they still want to use him as that Swiss Army knife, the most overplayed guy in the league. Uh, I, I just don't think I, – I, the defense is better than the Eagles' defense. I think they will bother Jalen Hurts at times today. I don't think it uh, – I think the only way he has a huge, huge game is if the Saints turn the ball over some uh, deep in their own territory. I expect it to be a close competitive game. In the end, I, I think the Saints – probably in a lot of ways will still look like the better team. They're just not going to be able to get enough done on the offensive end. So I do like the Eagles in the close game. You said the spread was three going in. Uh, yes, I could see a push on that. But yeah, I could see it. I could see a push on that though. I wouldn't play with it. I could see maybe a field goal late or something. I, I think that at the end of this game, uh, who that nation is going to stop and look and say, we had lots of chances today to get this done. And we just were unable to, because, a little bit inept offensively. And and don't get me wrong, I think Sean Payton is trying to be creative as best as possible and, and try to get the most that he can out of this offense because they do have some uh, some decent skill players. They need to get, you know, even better at the wide receiver position. We'll see, you know, what happens. But I, I just don't think they have enough offensively to win today. Okay, very, very interesting. And over-under is 42 on this game, so – it's something that I'm watching closely. I, I don't know if the score is going to be that low. I, this this will be interesting. The next matchup, boy, will I be keeping my eyes glued to seeing what happens in this game. The football team, they're visiting the Carolina Panthers. This is the revisit game of Ron Rivera and Cam Newton. And uh, Ron Rivera is struggling with the football team. Cam Newton is trying to bounce back his career. He is starting today. Not just in for two plays and then score two touchdowns. He's the starter. So 
So what would it be for him to stick it to Rivera while Rivera got rid of him in the house that it was, you know? So I'm, I'll go first on this one. I'm, I'm going with the Panthers. My heart is involved with this one. I'm, I'm, this is a heart pick. So um, as much as I watch a football team for, you know, somebody that was very close to me, um, I, I just feel like this is all like the revenge tour, if you will. But I'll throw this one around to see how you guys feel about it. Mike, I'll come to you next on this one. Football team versus the Panthers. Who do you like and why? I like the Panthers, man. I, I feel like that defense is a little bit better than Washington's. Washington's front seven is supposed to be good, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like that, that defense has, has played a little bit better. Uh, I think they can do enough offensively uh, to win this game. I don't expect uh, I don't expect Cam to be unbelievable, but I expect him to do enough. And I'll still take uh, I'll take Cam over Heineken or Heineke or whatever you want to call him. And I I think somehow some way uh, Cam Newton and the Panthers get the win, and Cam gets to laugh a little bit at Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron today. Okay, uh, Eric, who do you like in this matchup? the football team or the Panthers in Charlotte? I like the Panthers in Charlotte. I think it's going to be a nice homecoming for Cam Newton today. I'm a big Cam Newton fan, so it was good to see him last week get out there, make some plays, two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. So I think uh, it's going to revamp this Carolina Panthers team. Uh, Their quarterback situation, we all know with Darnold, is never going to be so – I like the Panthers to get back on track and have a good homecoming today for Cam Newton, even though the Washington football team has been playing scrappy football all year. So. I agree. That, that is true. Barry, Barry, your thoughts on this one? The football team or the Panthers in Charlotte? Who do you like and why? Um, I like I like Cam. I like him in this game. Uh, I think uh, Big E is right. It's a homecoming for him. I think he, he's brought a little bit of energy and life back into Carolina after they had a dismal, um, what, seven-game stretch, uh, well, five-game five stretch, um, you know, losing some, some questionable games against the Giants and, and company. So um, I, they're a playoff team right now. They have a really good defense. I think um, with McCaffrey back, they'll be able to run the ball and control it. I, I don't like the, the football team's defense, especially without um, without uh, uh, Chase Young. Uh, he, unfortunately, he's an ending surgery that uh, we, we talked about on the, the NFL Free for All uh, Tuesdays, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, with Sirius and the Villains. Um, but, I mean, listen, I, I, they're a playoff team. They're a good team. Uh, they have a really good defense that flies around. I, I picked the Carolina Panthers uh, for, for uh, Survivor Pool on the on our blog on our blog for uh, for City Chef. I, I think there this is a game that if you're going to pick the Panthers, this is it. Okay, and I touched on everybody. Great. The next matchup I have are the night. Oh gosh, and I want to do this again, but I'll let it go around the room. The Niners are going to Jacksonville. Up against the Jaguars, I'll come right back to you on this one, Barry. Your thoughts? Niners or Jaguars in Jacksonville? What's the line on that game, TP? I, I think it was that six and, six and a half. The Niners are in their favor by damn near a touchdown in Jacksonville. Six and a half. The over under is forty five and a half. Excuse me. Okay. 
Um, I, I'm going to lay those points. I think the 49ers started to figure it out against the Rams. They looked very impressive. I think that's why the line is what it is. Um, they looked impressive at home against the Rams. But I think uh, even though Jacksonville got a nice win um, against the Bills, I still think they're the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think, um, you know, Wilson, uh, he's playing. I, Mitchell is out. Um, but I still think they were able to run wild over them. I, I really like uh, San Francisco to, to really fly around and get a win on the road. Mike, who do you like in this game? Niners or Jags in Jacksonville? San Francisco because they can run the ball. Uh, Jimmy G kind of had it figured out with a short passing game. You know, they came out. Um, against the Rams and have like a, a crazy like 18 play drive or something that took the majority of the first quarter uh, to score in that game and they kind of asserted themselves and I, I just think they're gonna you're gonna see more of the same today. I think the Jags are gonna have trouble stopping them. I think the, on the defensive end the Niners are gonna harass Trevor Lawrence. He might he'll probably make some plays today, but he'll also have some plays where he definitely looks the part of the rookie that he is. Um, so. I'll take the Niners too. Okay, I agree with the panel. I'll go with the Niners. I think this will be close, though. I think Jacksonville will probably cover that six and a half. I don't know if they win by a touchdown, but Debo Samuel, I salute. I am watching what you are doing. You are terrorizing whoever has been going up against you, whether it's the secondary or the front seven. If they're pulling him out of the backfield, being a running back, he's dynamic you may end up saving Jimmy Garoppolo right now at this, at this point in time. Um, this could end up pushing them to 500 football, and I don't think the Niners was expecting this because they more or less wanted to get Trey Lance in there. But I think they get to 500. Eric, your boys going to Jacksonville, what happened? Absolutely. I agree with the panel there. I think this is a chance for the 49ers to right the ship. They have uh, – a lot of great players and good talent on that team, and it's starting to come together. They were battled again at the beginning of this year with injuries. Kittle's back, Debo Samuel, so there's two weapons that the Jaguars can't stop. Uh, Wilson and uh, Jamichael Hasty are, are pretty good running backs to fill in for Mitchell, uh, and they'll, it'll be a nice one-two combination today. So I look for the 49ers to continue this, right the ship, and potentially get in there for a wild card. Okay, fair enough. So the 4 o'clock commence. The first game we have at 4 o'clock are the Cincinnati Bengals going into Las Vegas up against the Raiders. Who do you guys like and why? I'll come to you first on this one, Eric. Bengals or Raiders? I'm going Bengals here. I think the Bengals right the ship this week uh, and get a big run over the Raiders. The Raiders are in disarray right now. They've been hit with a lot of off-field problems this year. And uh, they just can't get anything going. So, in the Bengals, they have that great offense. I look for them to roll. Okay, Mike, how about you? Who do you like in this one, Bengals or Raiders in Vegas? This is a tough game for me. Like, I was looking through the matchups today, and this is one of the hardest ones for me to pick today. Uh, every time I want to believe in Joe Burrow and Cincinnati and, and think that they have crossed the threshold, uh, they show me that they have that they have a tough time handling success. Like that, that's the next level. You can you can beat a couple of teams that are you know ahead of you in the division, and you can look good. But can you sustain it 
and, and continue on uh, once you once you've won those games. And you know, obviously they've uh, they've slipped a little bit the last couple of weeks after they pulled that win off over uh, over the Ravens, but. I, I think they find a way, the Bengals find a way to win today. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I, I expect this to kind of be an ugly football game. Uh, but I, I think they got a little bit more firepower offensively than the Raiders. And I think their defenses are probably pretty close. So I'll go with the Bengals on the road um, begrudgingly. I, I don't feel great about it, but I, I wouldn't have felt great about either pick in this game. So I'll take this one. Okay, Barry, who do you like in this matchup, Bengals or Raiders? I don't like anybody. I could not pick this game. I stayed away from it when I did my parlay today. I didn't know where to go. I I agree with both guys. This is a tough game. Uh, If I had to put money down to save my life, I would probably put it on the Bengals. Um, I I just think the Raiders, um, they had a poor show in the last two weeks. Um, I think that Giants game kind of exposed them and they kind of got beat up at the line of scrimmage. So I think Mixon's going to have a good game. Um, you know, and, and then the Chiefs just really just, just did whatever they wanted to them. So I think the, the, the offense for the Bengals really get going. I think Joe Burrow is a must-start if you haven't for fantasy. I think he's going to have a good game. I, I just think um, at the end of the day, I think the Bengals are going to take this game. Okay. Um, I have everybody on this, right? Everybody's gone, no? Yes, sir. Correct. So I have been going. I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. I think that this has just been spiraling out of control for this Raiders team with everything that's happened from the coach to Ruggs to the cornerback. And with all of this happening, where did Waller go? Like, Waller's actually faded out. They – they aren't even like feeding him the ball or actually forcing it to him. Like, where has he gone? I'm going with the Bengals to win this game and, and try to make it interesting in the AFC North even further, pushing them to six and four if they could pull this off. I feel like this continues to spiral downward. I, I just don't like that this little black cloud hangs over the Raiders and, and how, ironic, how, how ironic it is to say the black cloud over the black hole. That's interesting. Um, the game you of the day, the game of the week. Everybody in Sports City picked in. <laughs> Since all of us picked in, you, you understand that the, Raiders, that the Raiders may find a way to win this game now, right? <laughs> I, I, I know. That's why I will be watching this closely. I will. I will. The next game we have is the game of the week, game of the day, game of the night, however you want to look at it. The Dallas Cowboys go to Arrowhead and play the Kansas City Chiefs in a battle of explosive offense up against explosive offense. Um I'm going to let you guys go first because I'm still undecided on this. Eric, I'll come to you first. Your thoughts, the Cowboys or the Chiefs in Kansas City? I have no problem picking this one timeless. It's the NFL's best offense going up against the NFL's worst defense. I think the Cowboys are going to run wild on the Kansas City Chiefs today. Uh, even with Amari Cooper being out, they still have too many weapons. you got Pollard, Elliott. Uh, Gallup's back, and then C.D. Lamb, of course. Uh, I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to roll today, and they got just enough on defense to slow down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs have been, I mean, this is not the Kansas City Chiefs that we're used to. Defenses are figuring out Patrick Mahomes. He's making erratic decisions. He's trying to force stuff. So I look for the Chiefs to go down today big by the Dallas Cowboys. 
Interesting. I like it. Mike, who do you like in this matchup, Cowboys or Chiefs, and why? I disagree. Uh, and I, I could be wrong, but, you know, when I look at what they did last week, I feel like that this uh, Kansas City offense is, is starting to get back right and click on on all cylinders. I, I'm not convinced about Dallas. I think this is going to be a shootout. I don't think it's going to be big either way. Um, and, you know, that, that bad defense from Kansas City is getting a little healthier. Uh, listen, all Kansas City has to do most games is get a couple of stops, and they're going to win. I think that Kansas City flexes their muscle, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Well, Barry, set it off. Cowboys or Chiefs, this thing is split already, and I don't know which way to go either. Who do you like in this matchup, Cowboys or Chiefs in Arrowhead? I mean, my, my disdain for Cowboys and Cowboy Nation makes me it's impossible for me to pick the Cowboys. Um that being said, I'm going to be objective and I'm going to pick the Cowboys to lose this game. Because I think the Chiefs are distant. I think they're playing a little bit better. I think their defense is still trash. I, I agree with the guys. Um, but I think in the shootout at home, I think the fact that it's at home, um, and I think I think we see finally Mahomes willing to make the right play, right? I think we're seeing him willing to take what the defense is giving him move the ball meticulously down the field underneath stuff instead of forcing it downfield in the, the two-deep zone. So I, from that perspective, I like what I'm seeing. I like the Chiefs. And this is a close game. I think the Chiefs will win probably by, by four or five points. Um, so I'll lay the two and a half um, at home. I like the Chiefs. Uh, I, I hate the Cowboys, by the way. I still don't even know how to read you three. This is terrible. Wow. <laughs> I am... <laughs> it's like the Cowboys do have that offense that can go shot for shot with them. Um, and then again, I just think about that Lamborghini outside named Tyreek Hill, and it's like goodness. Like I don't care if they put Diggs on him. Like he, he Diggs got to run with this boy. Like wow, it's a tough game. I am gonna go with the home team, but there's no way I could just like settle for it. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, man. As much as I want to say Cowboys. Um, and still feel like even if Amari Cooper is out, I feel like I still feel like they do have weapons in that passing game to make a difference. And the one thing that Kansas City's been struggling on defensively is everything, stopping the passing game and the running game. And if, if Zeke is comfortable, he's going to be running the ball good too. So it's it's tough. This is a tough game to pick. To be brutally honest, I'm going to go with the home team, but I, <laughs> Cowboys, I'm not hating. They didn't know that I'm not picking them out of hate. I'm not. I, I really want to pick you guys. Um, the last of the four o'clock games that we have are the Arizona Cardinals going into Seattle up against the struggling Seahawks. This is the second game of Russell Wilson's return. Uh, I will go with the Seahawks to pull this one out. I don't think Colt McCoy can go in there and win this game. Um, as much as I would like to see the Cardinals keep this going, I feel like this is another bump in the road in their uh, season, even though they've been playing awesome football and one of the stronger teams power ranking-wise as well. Um, Barry, I'll come to you on this one. Cardinals or Seahawks in the 12th man zone in Seattle, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're going to rest Murray for one more week, go into the bye week, and then try to get him healthy, right? So um, McCoy looked good in his first start, not so much last week. I tend to agree with you. I, I don't like what I'm seeing from Seattle. 
Uh, to be brutally honest with you, uh, DJ Metcalf, where have you gone? I think, you know, him and Darren Waller are trying to split time on the back of milk cartons right now. Um, I just I just don't know what's going on with that offense. They just did not look good against the Packers. But I think they'll have just enough to, to steal a win against the Cardinals. The Cardinals trying to get healthy, trying to get ready for uh, the stretch run. Okay, um, Mike, who do you like in this game, Cardinals or Seahawks, and why? I like the Seahawks, but gradually, uh, for the same reasons, I just don't I don't see it from Colt McCoy. I don't think we're going to get enough. I, I think DK Metcalf uh, does show up today, possibly. Uh, but I... I think that Arizona is the better team. I think if you get Kyler Murray back and healthy, I think Arizona is going to be a problem down the stretch and in the playoffs for anybody in the NFC. But I think today Seattle gets a win and survives the the Murray-less storm of the Arizona Cardinals, if you will. Eric, who do you like in this matchup, Cardinals or Seahawks? in an NFC West battle that you need so much right now? Uh, Yeah, you know, I actually would like the Cardinals to win this game because I don't think we're going to compete for the division, although it is possible. So a loss by both teams would be great in this situation. But with Kyler Murray out, you you just got to go with Seattle in Seattle. Uh, You know, the 12th man, they always play tough there. Russell Wilson's second game back. I I think they're going to... Overwhelm the C or the overwhelm the Cardinals today and, and pull off a divisional win. Really? Okay, okay, so we have everybody on this, right? Yes or no? Everybody covered? Yeah. Okay, the Sunday night football game, waiting all day for this madness. The Steelers welcome Ben Roethlisberger back up against the Chargers on the road in Los Angeles. Who do you guys like and why? Barry, I'll come to you first. Steelers or Chargers? I couldn't pick this game. Um, I I was because Ben is back, right? So, but I'm looking at I'm looking at a Chargers team that can't they can't stop the run. So I'm I'm looking for I look for a lot of a lot of Najee Harris in this game. I think the offensive line for the Steelers pick it up. Even though they they tried desperately to give DT's team a win last week and they just couldn't give them, they couldn't do it right either. Um, I like I like the Steelers in this game. Wow! So this was fool's gold at the start of the season, really setting it off. Mike, who do you like in this this game? Steelers or Chargers? And why in Los Angeles? There are fewer teams. There are few teams that I've been wrong about more this year than the Chargers. But I'm going to say that they're going to find a way to win tonight at home. I think Justin Herbert plays a fairly solid game tonight. Uh, And so I I think the Chargers win at home in an ugly Sunday night game. Eric, who do you like in this matchup and why? Steelers or Chargers in SoFi? I'm also going with the Chargers here because the simple fact uh, they need this win. If if they don't, then they definitely are fool's gold. So they've been inconsistent the last four weeks. This is a big game for them at home against the Steelers. They're going to have to stop the run and put pressure on Roethlisberger. I think they can get it done, and they pull out a close one today. 
I agree with the masses, actually. I'm going with the Chargers. I think Herbert likes this defense up, um, ends up, and I'm going to say this, puts up three touchdown passes. I don't want to say a heavy number passing yardage-wise, but I think he gets three touchdown scores thrown while they're at home. If not, I will be up here going crazy on him Wednesday during the cookout, at least, at least. Or no, not even a cookout. Um, I might get in here for the free fall since we don't have a cookout this Wednesday. Last but not least, we have the Monday night matchup. Um, we have the New York Giants going to, um, how do I say this? Like the boat going to Jamesville or just going to, I guess, the championship zone as of right now. But there's a story of a guy named Brady. We will see how this goes down. Antonio Brown is out with all of the melee that's around him right now. I'm literally shaking my head right now. The Giants up against the Buccaneers. Who do you guys like and why? I'll start with you first on this one, Eric. Giants or Bucks? Well, even though Saquon Barkley's coming back for the Giants this week, it, it's still not going to be enough. The uh, Buccaneers are coming off that tough loss against Washington, and I think they get it right this week and they roll the Giants. Two touchdown win. Okay, Mike, who do you like in this game? Giants or Buccaneers in Tampa? They will not be three losses for Mr. Brady. Um, and remember, they will – they will win this week against the Giants. I'll take Tampa. Tampa Bay. I'm going with Thomas Brady as well to be the three-headed monster coming for the villain himself. Who do you like in the game? Your big blue or the story of a guy named Brady? New York, stand up. We coming. We come in and into Tampa, and we are going to take out Thomas Brady and the Bucks. The Bucks are fools, go. Don't be fooled. They three losses in a row. It's coming for them. Saquon's back. Giants are back. It's going to be in the playoff picture, baby. Coming. Uh, I'm serious, though. Um, I think the injuries are going to bother the Bucks. I think there's a lot of injuries. Um, I, I think, I think they're, they're going to get beat up on the defensive line. Um, I, I, I do. I like the Giants to steal this win. I, I'm I'm serious. I do like the Giants to steal this win. Okay, fair, fair enough. Sports City, you heard it here first. He will have to defend this at least two. He's going to have to protect himself. Okay, so we Attention. are at the tail end of this. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Hot fuzz coming all in. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I, I need plugs and closeouts from each of you. Thank you for settling down with the Sports City Chef here at the brunch. I need these plugs and closeouts. I'll start with you first on this one, Mike. Give me a plug, closeout, shout-out as we shut it down here at the brunch. First and foremost, I always want to extend love to you, Thomas. Love and respect, my brother from another mother, man. appreciate you always uh, – for having me on and let me be part of the group. Uh, much respect to you, Billy, as well. And easy E, man. It's always fun to chop it up and um, spend some of my Sunday morning with you, man. I, I always appreciate it. I'm glad, uh, glad to hear your voice again, becoming a regular in my uh, in my earpiece on Sunday mornings again, man. I missed you, so uh, glad to be chopping it up with you guys. Uh, shout out to the barbershop on Clubhouse, man. We got all kinds of paraphernalia, merchandise there. 
Uh, come check us out, chop it up with us. We always have some good conversations there, sports related. We are very close to 3,000. We got a big cash giveaway going when we get to 3,000 followers. So come uh, stop by, stick and stay for a little while. In the in the words of uh, the late great Stuart Scott, stick and stay, hang out with us, and spend a little bit of time at the barber shop on Clubhouse. Uh, we got the watch alongs. We update things and uh, hot off the presses like our sports takes come in into the barbershop as quick as they come across the, uh, the presses anywhere. So uh, thanks again for having me, man, and I look forward to uh, many brunches to come. Okay. Barry, give me a plug, close-out shout-out as we shut down the brunch. Oh, Barry, I think, okay, he, he had a little hiccup. Barry, can you hear me? I'm here. I'm here. Sorry about that. I had a little technical difficulties, a.k.a. my wife is calling me, so I got to be quick. Giants are coming. I'm coming for the smoke Tuesday. Please call in TP Timeless. I miss you on Tuesdays on the NFL Beat for All. All you guys, please come in. We love you. We miss you. Um, me and Sirius do a great job, but we always love more chefs and more cooks in the kitchen. SportsCityChefs.com. Get to the website, the blogs, the interviews. we got a lot of stuff cooking. we got a, a collaboration with uh, CV Sports and Philly Philly. Uh, podcast, those guys, even though they're Philly fans, they're good people. Um, listen, we're doing a lot of good things. TP and I always got plans, man. TP, you're doing a great job, man. I love you, bro. Um, we got to get together Friday. Let's go to Mohegan. Let's bet on some games. Let's have some fun. Holla at your villain. I'm out. Villain. Eric, you already know what to do. Shut this thing down. TP. Villain, Mike, always a pleasure doing this with you. Much love and respect always. Uh, and I'll stop by Tuesday night to chop it up with you and Sirius, Villain. So that'll be good. Glad to be back. Things are going well. Check us out, sportscitychefs.com. The merchandise, all the shows throughout the week, stop by. We appreciate all the love support. Everybody have a blessed Sunday out there. SportsCityChefs.com. They already told you. Get on the website. Check it out. Get some merch. Get a T-shirt. Get a hoodie. It's getting cold. It's fall going into the winter. Get a mug. We got coffee mugs. We got the thermal mugs. We got everything. We've got COVID masks. We got it all. We're doing everything just for you, man. Help us out as best as possible. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, bloom like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.